you know what they say, the cat's away, the mice will play. Evan's not here, so I'm going to use low-quality stuff, cook all kinds of things, run the microwave. Not know how to connect to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hose it up. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 106 of the IO panel. I am your host this week, James. Glad to be here. Uh, with me today is uh, Michael and Michael alone. We're one short. Evan is out and about on the town doing his thing. Uh, we'll, he'll be back with us next week and he'll give us a report on his exciting weekend, <laughs> if it is exciting. Um you said Mike, he's out chasing the ladies, right? Yeah, he's out. He's out. He's he's out, He's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. He's we on a mission of mercy. We don't need to expose him, but yes, chasing oh. the ladies. Okay. We don't want to put him out there. We don't put him out on the street. You know, those ladies may not know they're being chased. But uh, yeah, he's on mm, a mission of mercy. That he's sounds gonna... ominous. <laughs> sounds like stalking. <laughs> <laughs> like stalking. He's uh, <laughs> he's yeah, he's on a mission of mercy. He's gonna deliver the package. Right. Bringing some, bringing some, some federal aid, you know, oh, to those, to those yeah. in need, okay. um, in need of the D now. Okay. So, uh, how was your week, man? Pretty good. Pretty, uh, well, I was going to say pretty typical, but that's not really true. Uh, you and I actually went to a new restaurant. I think we talked about it on the last show and, uh, you know, TTT and Buena Vida. So you and I, uh, along with a friend, went to Buena Vida, and we had the meal of all meals. It was quite good. Did actually. we not? Yeah, it was really good. I was super glad you guys invited me. I really enjoyed it. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was well done, and uh, they brought us uh, the tacos were great. I mean, you would think that... Um, a place like that would kind of go mediocre on something, but everything was really, really good. Tacos mm-hmm. were good. All the specialty stuff was good. The app, the apps were good. The drinks were amazing. I mean, wow, 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 we wow, wow. Like your man uh, uh, Owen Wilson says, wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Come on, guys, they That's, were really uh... good. <laughs> So yeah, I enjoyed myself, man. And it wasn't it, it, I mean, we we were luckily uh we had a benefactor that evening, but even if we didn't, it was 35 bucks ahead. You know, if you didn't buy any crazy drinks, you were going to get out there with a steal and have a great time. Mhm. Well fed. Oh yeah, we lumbered out of that place. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I say Autobots roll out. That's like what we did. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a favorite <laughs> of that evening? What anything call, call out to you is one of the best, um, best in show. Mm. Oh, those ceviches we had were pretty good, actually. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The 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 uh, what was it? It was like a tuna, the tuna one, and the. Oh the, yeah. Um, I I will say vegetarian, but I guess I don't know if that's considered vegetarian or not. But they had the heirloom t- tomato ceviche, which was awesome. The that mm-hmm. salad, which was awesome, and the tuna one, which was just great. Like that's what you think about when you think of ceviche, and it was really good. Um. 
For me, yep. it was the tacos. Uh, the tacos. The tacos ta- were good. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All the tacos were win- winner to me. The mushroom taco definitely a standout because it was a. Uh, uh, you just don't expect something like a mushroom taco to be really good, but you know, you were you hit the nail on the head last week. You said the sauce was the boss, um, and it, it really did make a huge difference. And it made everything was it was really good. The, the mushroom tacos really hit it for me, and also the tongue. Wow, the tongue was really good. The tongue taco. The tongue taco. Was it just? Was it just? Was it just a tongue laid? A tongue just laid out in a taco. A tongue laid bare for your consumption. (laughs) Uh, No, it was uh, a little bits of tongue, I guess, chopped up, like good, good size squares of tongue. But tongue, tongue is super tender. Whose, whose tongue? Um, Jake. State Farm. Yeah, Jake from State Farm. (laughs) He talked too fucking much. Uh oh. They got him. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's l- lengua, or lengua, something like that. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, and that was pretty nice. That that was quite enjoyable. So, um, I also like the. Uh, I want to say it was seafood meatball or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. We had that towards the end, but it was yeah. it was good. Hmm. So, yeah, all good stuff. I mean, guacamole was good, but it's guacamole. You know, not much you can. Oddly enough, the guacamole. It was, I think I can't, I sort of expected a high quality guacamole and that's what we got. It wasn't like guacamole with bacon and the soul of like, you know, an angel added. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, it mm-hmm. was just, it was a good guacamole. The mm-hmm. chips were really good. It all balanced out nicely, but the guacamole, there's a place I used to go to up in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. um, La Tolteca. And the guy used to come to your table and make the guacamole fresh. Mm. That was a good, chunky guacamole. Very nice. This guacamole was definitely not the same style. I mean, I think it was Mexican style. The other one was like a North, like a like a Central American style guacamole. But uh, also mm-hmm. very good. But it wasn't... I wasn't like, oh shit, son! Oh my god, I came! It wasn't like that. It was just like good guacamole, you know. But the reason I'm like harping on this is because everything there was like, oh shit, son, this is amazing, you know. And the guacamole was good. It was good mm-hmm. guacamole, you know. Well, yeah. but I don't know if you can do a lot with guacamole, right? It's you know, it's guacamole. I think they had other kinds of guacamole. We they just did. didn't get them. They did. They had like three different styles, I think. So we'll have to try some other ones next mm-hmm. time. But definitely, if you're in the Washington, D.C. metro area, um, particularly Silver Spring, this is a great place to go. Good good bang for your buck. Uh, $35 gets you basically everything in a small plate. Everything small plates, and it's the food comes fast and furious. Um, the Tell them about the, amazing. the drink I had. Uh, with the crazy spiced straw? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't, even, I can't even classify it. I wanted to tell them about it earlier, but I can't classify it. It was... It was a spicy drink with a spiced. Imagine if you imagine you had a spicy fruit roll up. They they wrapped that around the straw and put it in the drink, and it was delicious. We thought it would be spicy, and I mean we thought it was like a spice stick of cinnamon or something because it was huge and it just let it sit there on top of the drink. And I was like, oh, Michael's gonna just take a bite out of it, you know, just like eat it, you know, or it's some kind of cookie. That you drink, you eat with the drink. Nope, it was a straw. I think it was, um, the drink was called a Michelada. Michelada, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Michelada. 
But uh, I don't know what that straw was, honestly. It was delicious, though. I could have just, like, deep-threaded that thing. It was good. Just mm-hmm. I wanted it inside of me. It was sweet, salty, tangy, spicy. Had all the, hit all the notes, man. It was really nice. It was kind of the flavors you want to capture and put into something. Um, yeah, it was good. Well, we'll have to go back there and have another one. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> Nicolata's all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it because I thought it was going to be like the uh, the other thing. You know, those cans? Oh. (laughs) Your favorite gross thing? The, Uh um, what is it called? (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like, uh, what is it? It's beer. It's tomato juice and it's, what is it? Clam juice? Clam juice or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a... Camlata? Clamato. Clamato, that's it, yeah. So it's half beer, half Clamato. Right? Those yeah. cans? It's it <laughs> seems disgusting. <laughs> yeah. This was not that, thank God. If you want a salty ass beer, that's your thing. It's awesome. Ugh. <laughs> With a hint of fish rot. Oh. <laughs> He's so pleased with yourself. He's so happy. I just love eating and drinking things that gross out other people and it just doesn't affect me. I'm just like, eh, it's fine. You know? <laughs> like Jeez. Not good, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, let's jump in here. Uh, so as far as news, I think we got a kind of a quick news day, it looks like. Um, so what's this, I, what's this first one? So the first one is just uh, about what we've already know, everyone knows about already. Yanni and Laurel. Did you hear this, Mike? Oh, I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You sent you you emailed it to me. I sent you a uh, a compare where they explained it sort of. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyone I, who hears Yanni is retarded. <laughs> so. Well, so so my boss was telling me he's like, yeah, if you hear Yanni, it's because you have a lot of high frequency hearing damage. So you can at high frequencies you're going to hear weird stuff. At normal normal vocal frequencies, you'll hear Laurel, but at high frequencies, you'll hear weird stuff, which kind of makes sense. I listen to a lot of loud things loudly all the time, so that might be why. I don't. I'm not really sure, but I, if that's you might be why what that might be why I hear. I only hear Yanni, and no matter what you, no matter how you, James, you, what James, what are you talking about? It's Laurel. <laughs> Very funny. How could it be Yanni? I know it can't be Yanny, but that's all I hear. That wow, okay. That's all I hear. I don't hear Laurel. I hear Yanny. <laughs> it's very that's... clear to me. It's fucking Yanny. I'm like, okay, it says Yanny. And if you do, so there's a there's a one that you can modulate between low and high frequency, uh-huh. and different people as it steps down over the modulation will hear start to hear Laurel, or they'll hear like Loryanny, or you know whatever. So I, I, but I hear it takes, has to get all the way down the bottom for me to hear Laurel at all. So he, people who are hearing Yanny, they have some, they have something wrong with their hearing. They have a, they have high, high frequency hearing, hearing damage or hearing loss from really? listening to loud things or something like that. I mean, I'm guessing at why, what it is, but that's what my boss said. He, he's, he's an audiologist. Exactly, he's not. So he could be wrong, you know. Um, he was in the military. I don't. That, that doesn't. I mean, that's a baby. At this point, that's like a Best Western, though. Like, oh, I slept days in last night, so I'm, I'm an expert. I have no idea. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, so he may not know what he's talking about, but that's what he said. I listen to a lot of loud music uh, with headphones on very loudly. Um, so that maybe that's why. I don't know. But I hear Yanny. So not always uh, if the frequency is low, but at the at the if you go to valuablevocabulary.com, I hear Yanny. So really interesting, though. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, the whole world is sucked in. Someone said someone uh, on ETC News, the guy said, I want to know what's going on, that the whole world has been distracted that the whole United States has been distracted by Yanny and Laurel. I want to know what's about to happen or what is happening. What bill is getting passed? What kooky conspiracy is being expertly snuck past our eyes as we ignore this, as we all focus on landing Europe. That's what what they always used to say on no agenda. They're like, see, we're all being distracted by this nonsense right now. They're like, what's actually going on? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he was saying. And I was like, Oh, that actually makes sense. Um, but yeah, and, and apparently this whole Laney and Ural thing, this is like, there was another one, uh, I forgot, but there's another one that, that is an older one. It's like Bacon and something else. And depending on what you'd hear, you hear Bacon or whatever. So like this audio, uh, sleight of hand, not sleight of hand, uh, what's the word for it? Optical illusion. Yeah, but yeah, not- it's like an audio optical illusion. This is like an old thing. It's old hat. We all know about this, so. We'll see what happens. I'm just thinking about the dress. Yeah, of course. Of course, the fucking dress. Yeah. No, same here. So blue and black to me. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, don't look no. it up. Oh, now I gotta look it up. I'm pretty sure it's blue and black. Let me see. Oh, no. Well, I guess it depends on the... So, if you look at the original picture... Yeah, well, it's definitely blue, but what's the other color? Hmm. I don't know. White and gold is what the other one people say. That doesn't even make sense. I think that's all depending on your monitor, and I'm sure there's other reasons, but the picture... You say gold and white? What? Yeah, that's what what it looks like to some people. That doesn't even make sense. Okay, well, that doesn't make sense, so, okay, whatever. That's fine. They can go on thinking that. It's like a Yanny or something. All right. So <laughs> let's... <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, next up, I've got... This is more ongoing stuff that we all know about. Um, I just thought this was interesting to post in here. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, this is the, uh, the released data... Um, Adam Schiff released it, released data from uh, from the reports showing all the some of the some of the more uh, notable Facebook pages that were used to release uh, that the Russians used for ha- that the Russian inter- internet research whatever used to sway American votes and this is really interesting. It's a great example of like how you dominate the conversation. And it's something that I think most Americans didn't expect people to do, but this is a very common practice in, in uh, how you do psyops. Like this is basically psyops one one And uh, like some of them, there's uh, obviously black lives matter. So basically one of the things they, they did was they triggered black lives matter people or triggered African-Americans. They triggered, uh, whites in such a way 
or I won't say whites, they triggered people in such a way to make it seem like to almost create a black versus white or, or conservative versus LGBT, something like that. So the whole thing is designed to divide America. That's what it's all about. It's all about division, division, division. Um, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, they, they, there's one picture here. It says black for black. And they took a picture, some stock photo of two women standing in front of a soul food restaurant. And they put this, they Photoshopped this thing black for black in the picture there that makes it look like, oh, our restaurant has black for black. This is, now you think, oh, that's no big deal. Black for black, whatever. But it almost kind of says, well, if you're not black, fuck you. You know? So uh then there's stuff with ruby rose who's smoking hot and i would do anything she told me to do um then there's the, the meme channels which is it's just odd you know uh but but you know the thing is they want they want to suck you in they want you to go to their page for information even if it's unrelated then they do so they might have like a thousand n- nonsensical memes and then they'll have one thing that tells hillary to go fuck herself you know um they also targeted uh Bernie supporters. So they did stuff they did they did pro Bernie stuff. Not not a lot of pro Hillary stuff, but they did do some and a lot of pro Trump stuff. Uh it's it's just kinda kinda crazy. Like this one of these pages is called Stop AI, but then they posted something called Take Care of Our Vets, No Not Illegals, like to join. So it's almost it almost says, Hey, you know, Vet, take care of our veterans. Then it's like not illegals. Dun dun dun. <laughs> you know, mm. it's really interesting, man. Then they Black Lives Matter, not my president, and all this kind of stuff, and everything else. I mean, and also there's Williams and Calvin. So Williams and Calvin are a, I think they're like a black comedy sort of entertainment podcast radio show thing. I'm not really sure exactly what they are, but then they were paid to sponsor posts by the internet research uh, company or whatever they're called, uh, which is the, which is a Russian company. They were paid to do sponsored ads. So they got this Williams and Calvin. Hillary is a traitor. Hillary Clinton is a liar. Blah, blah, blah. Hillary Clinton is insane. You know, and they posted this stuff and it's crazy. So they were used in a lot of things and a lot of companies, a lot of people were used in this same way to post things. Um, really odd. Oh, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really hear about any of this. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. This is worth a read, honestly. And I, I, and it's sad, but I feel like most of the people who were affected by this, who used, who forwarded these things on probably will never know like never read into it like on TechCrunch or something. But uh there's a second post that I put in this in the show notes here. So the show notes has 1 and 2 or it has a uh vote for uh vote for Trump and then there's another one that says 1 behind it. That's an Ars Technica article article that has some more posts in there. Um blacktivist uh secure borders which I've seen many times. I've seen that page many times on my Facebook feed. Uh Let's see. Uh, uh, Heart of Texas. Honor your ancestors. Join the Texas Independence Rally. I've seen this post before. Uh, And they also, yeah, that's what they did. They also would uh, host a lot of events, you know? 
they'd say, oh, join this rally, come down to the support. So they would say, they would tell people, come down to support uh, for a vigil for this black guy who was killed by police. Mm-hmm. Then at the same time, they'd say, come down here to support blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they just wanted to create this division. It's crazy, man. You know? And we really bit in. We like we bought in hook, line, and sinker. We all fell for fell for the trap. You know they were able to successfully manipulate. Even if even if we just put out of our mind the election and say, oh, the election was not a Russian plot, you know, and that's not a good way to say it. It's not a Russian plot. But if they if we 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 can put out of our minds that this manipulation was not a subtle subtle manipulation by them. You can still say that a lot of the way that people behaved over the last like year or so was due to being manipulated subtly and pushed in one direction or another by groupthink. You know, oh, all my friends go to this page. All my friends like this post. Um, let me look at it. Oh, it's acceptable. I will also like this post. And it slowly shifts your thinking. So it's really, uh, really interesting to me. Um, I've heard of people doing this on a really small scale, but never on a scale like this. And this is, even if they got found out, this is so successful for the Russian government. I mean, this is a big win for them. And uh, they'll probably find new ways to leverage social media. And other countries will be doing this. Can you imagine, like, we're America. Can you imagine somebody doing this to someone like some African country? Like, doing it in Nigeria or something. Like, you could just, like, take over a country. You know, like that. Some small country that doesn't have the doesn't have all the people that we have who are who are so pulling everything apart. Mm, well, so. yeah. Uh, I'm struck by this guy, Adam Schiff, because Adam Schiff is a main character in Law and Order. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I know. I know, right? So I'm yeah. like, Adam Schiff? Oh, like, yeah. oh, it's actually a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, no, Weird. no, yeah, not, not D.A. Adam Schiff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not irascible, but lovable D.A. Adam Schiff. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I think this All next right. one's you, Mike. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, I think I may have told you about this a long time ago. but uh, And this actually reminded me of No Agenda, because this is where I first heard about it. Um, and they had a map where all the feet were. were oh, they, they got it on here. Okay, good. So, apparently in Canada... Uh, there's kind of a mystery for the last 10 years or so. Uh, human feet have been washing up ashore, usually in a shoe. And usually it's just one foot. So it'd be like, like a left foot or a right foot, like let's say in a tennis shoe that's found on the beach somewhere. So in this article, which is dated May 13th, it says last weekend, foot number 14 was discovered. Uh, by a man strolling on the beach on Gabriola Island. Uh, so it's a population 4,000, very small place in Canada. Uh, and, uh, of course, they summoned the police, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And, yeah, so they have a map here, and they have 13 feet found previously uh were found in running shoes. So the one that found this most recent one was actually in a hiking boot. It says all the rest apparently were found in running shoes, Adidas, Reebok, and other brands. It says 
here's the question why are the feet ending up in canada where did they come from and where are the other parts so it's just wacky <laughs> so this whole thing about the whole i don't know if you heard that the excuse for having feet wash up on shore was that oh the animals can't eat through the shoe so it gets up there with just a foot in it this is very weird to me it's very odd it doesn't make any sense and i don't think this is i don't think that's why i think there's like some kind of a i don't know some canadian foot killer or something i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know some huge fucking guy is up there <laughs> yeah, a, right. a serial crusher is up there doing his thing it's taking feet it's very odd you though. wake up you wake up and your foot's gone Oh, yeah. yeah, like, 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 what are you gonna do? Like a running shoe, just in a running shoe? It's weird. It's so weird. And in a hiking boot, a hiking boot. What are hiking boots doing near the ocean? I mean, yes, it's possible, but I, I sort of doubt this, man. I think, I think somebody's out there. Something's happening. Like, it's. I think it's something odd. Something weird is happening. Dude, they say here the discoveries have fan speculation, rational or not, that the unattached feet could be the work of a tsunami. A human trafficker, a mafia hitman, a deranged foot fetishist, or a serial killer who had spread body parts out to sea. It says others have theorized they uh, could belong to people falling off a ship or killed in a plane crash. Who knows? How many people fall off ships every year? It can't be that many. And why just the foot? I mean, yeah, and why is there nothing but a where's foot? Where's the rest? There, no hand in a glove? No head <laughs> in a helmet? I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't believe that these fish are not eating feet. They could get to the feet. If a shoe just sits on the bottom. Now, look, a shoe has rubber on it. There's lots of places for air to collect. So I get the shoe floats. And maybe the shoe, there's, if a whole body part was in there, like a leg or something, it wouldn't be enough for it to float, but I mean, there's got to be more parts. Like, is this, what's the statistic possibility that that only feet in shoes come up? I don't know. We did. Oh, we discussed. Did we discuss the the dead fish? The dead fish. Okay, so before I'm just like, what's the statistical probability? But so there's a uh, and I was going to put this story in the show notes, but it was like really short and stupid. But basically there's uh, for for whatever reason, after it rains, researchers would find all these dead fish everywhere on the side of this water. You know, like 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 all the fish would be dead, would die. Every fish would die in this like stretch of lake, a straight stretch of river. So they set up cameras and they watched. Turns out. You'd have hippos, tons of hippos come into the water. They'd eat their fill. Shit everywhere. Piss everywhere. They're constantly shitting and pissing. So then the rain comes, it washes all the shit and piss down the river and kills all the fish. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And that's the answer. So it's probably an answer like that to this foot thing something stupid that we don't want to hear. Like, we'd love to hear that there's some fucking foot fetish guy who's like, the feet will flow forever in the seas, you know? But it's probably, like, you know... I would love to see if somebody got dates on these shoes. Oh, wait, look. So, foot 8 and foot 10 
are from the same set of shoes, it looks like. It says nine of the feet have been identified. Two of them from the same person. Huh. Most of the feet were men's. At least three cases, the shoes were size 12. Okay. So the feet have been identified. They found bodies? Or they know whose feet they are? Uh, yeah, no, they don't. I mean, they they identified them, but they're like, well, so what happened to the person? Like, you know, I guess they're dead. We don't know, right? Oh, so they, they said, this belongs to Joe Smith. We don't know what happened to Joe Smith. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what he did for a living. We don't know why his foot would end up in the ocean. Well, you know, oh, he didn't show up for work one day, and... That was it. Now now his foot's found in the ocean, and that's it, yeah. So they have to have that information, though. If they know who even one person is, they can track down and say, okay, does he work on an ocean liner? They'd be like, then I'd be like, oh, okay, so someone knows something. I mean, they have here... Uh, They found one on Vancouver's coast, so that's, you know, all the way on the other side, right? It says, using DNA, they matched the remains to a 79-year-old Washington state man. It says, still, even then, questions remain. The man's family told police he had vanished months before after leaving home without his medication. Oh, great. Great. So That doesn't ah. help at all. And there's a picture of one with a whole fucking femur sitting in it. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. That's, that's the one. That's the one with the 79-year-old man. Look at that. That's Isn't that fucking, crazy? It's ridiculous. So the fish cleaned it to the bone. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's it gotta be. be. It's gotta be. Huh. So crazy. It's like, what's going on with these feet? <laughs> oh. Someone's gonna figure this out. Someone's gonna figure this out, and it's gonna be disturbing. Whatever the answer is gonna be nuts. Hmm. All right. Let's see what's what here. All right, what do you got here, Mike? Oh, yeah, this one. So these are uh, people, you know, they can't have their cake and eat it too. So these people in Maryland, so Hooper's Island, Maryland, apparently their whole thing is crabbing, right? So this, this community overwhelmingly voted for... Trump. Okay. But they say now his immigration changes are killing its livelihood. It says for decades, uh, Hooper's Island, known for its crabbing industry, has relied on a federal seasonal work program known as H-2B visas to keep its busy businesses humming. It says this has allowed employers to hire hire foreigners, mostly Mexican women, to come temporarily to pick crab meat. It says this year there's a cap on H-2B visas and a shift from the first-come, first-served model to a lottery system that has disadvantaged Hooper's Island seasonal workers. Has left the island without 40% of the visas they have needed in the past. So what one guy me Americans don't want to pick fucking shrimp yeah. fish out of fucking pot out of uh yeah exactly and put them in cans all day you, is that what you're telling me they're stealing our jobs James 
Stealing our jobs. Yeah, they're stealing our jobs. <laughs> those fucking with when those women come in the country and they start raping and they start doing heroin and they start fucking your cats and they start going ham and they're in your office and they're taking your fucking job. Okay, then we're gonna talk. Hooper's Island. Fuck you. This is what you get. So one guy, manager of A.E. Phillips and Sons Seafood, says, "Right now we're shut down. We're in self-preservation mode." Um, another guy, Harry Phillips, owner of Russell Hall Seafood, stands in an empty picking room once filled with the women he's been working for for 25 years. He said, we can't operate the way we're going. I've had to let the truck drivers go. I don't need truck drivers if I don't have their product. It says it's going to affect us to the point we may have to totally close. And then he says, President Trump's vow was to create American jobs, but this is not creating American jobs. It is creating American jobs. They just can't hire Americans to do this job for two seventy five an hour or whatever garbage wage they pay pay these people with no education. Yeah, I was gonna say. So how come they can't find Americans to do this job? What's the problem? Idiots. Either they pay them garbage, which is probably what it is, and or just no one wants to do it. I mean, I don't know. You know I mean, they I pay them garbage, and let's be honest, Americans don't have the work ethic of these people. These people come in here, and they probably work their ass off for like eight or nine hours a day, and they're like, oh, okay, I'm just glad to be in the country. You know what I mean? Great, you know? But Americans, we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's dumb. And if we do it, we're like, the whole time we're thinking, like, gotta wait to get, can't wait to get to the bar after. <sighs> yep. It's too bad. I like crab meat, too. Crab meat price is going to go up, though, so that's good. We should invest in some crab, crab meat stuff. It's going to be hard as fuck to get. It says uh, the town usually receives 500 visas for crab pickers. Only about 300 were approved this year. That's still a lot. So it says 40 years ago, women who lived on Maryland's eastern shore would pick crab meat. But as their children grew older, more educated, and left town, that workforce dried up and businesses turned to the H-2B visa program to bring in foreign workers. Okay, that makes sense. And here the guy says, we've been doing it this way for 25 years, the way the government wanted. They're not a threat to the community. They spend money in the community, and they do their banking here. So to me, that looks like a win-win situation. I do not have any Americans that want to do this job. We support a lot of different businesses from a lot of different states, and it's all because of these H2B girls. Hmm. Yeah, no one fucking wants it. I mean, no one... No, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. They're stealing our jobs. Nope. Nope, nope. Hmm, all right. Well, that's all I got for that one. Good times. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny because it was a that was on uh, Facebook from Fark, and here it was a uh, local, you know, local to us here. So. so I thought this was uh, this one next one in our. Uh, I think it's in Stranger Danger here. I, I don't have the page up. Uh, yeah, it is. So. I thought this was, uh, I thought this would please Michael wholeheartedly. 
I figure I'm going to deliver this to him the way it was delivered to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to see what he has to say about it. So if you remember last year, there was a leak of CIA uh, tools and scripts and whatnot uh, that they used to get into stuff. And uh, it was a bunch of hacking tools and stuff like that. So just recently, just the other day, he was ID'd and he's an ex-CIA employee, but he was ID'd. Um, I forgot his name here, but they've got him in here somewhere. Uh, anyway, the guy was ID'd. He leaked the stuff, right? So then, within a couple days, turns out, if you click on the 7 of Vault 7, Michael, um, you will see it. They brought a elect- an electronic device sniffing beagle into his house. And found fifty-four. I did, I did see about. I did read about this. Yeah, and they found fifty-four gigabytes of child pornography. Is it a different guy or the same guy? Same guy. What? Same guy. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna say about this. Wait. So they first arrested him for. They did not arrest him for the Vault Seven stuff. Yeah, they did not arrest him. I mean, maybe maybe they did get him on something, but he was ID'd and not charged. So I don't know what, where, if he was arrested or not after that, but they did get him for on, on this child pornography thing. Yes. So I'll be honest with you. I think that this is probably bullshit. I think that this, the CIA doing what the CIA does, and this guy leaked, and they're getting him back for it. That's what I think this is. Because I'll be honest, I mean, and look, I don't, I've never done anything with child porn, right? So I have no idea how child porn works. Maybe you can't find it on the internet anywhere. I'll be honest with you, I sort of doubt that. I sort of doubt you need to do all your child pornographing on the dark web. And this guy was smart enough to use the dark web and smarter. The the hard drive was encrypted, by the way. Um, and this guy's smart enough to know how to encrypt data where it could not be found by just a dog. You know, and where it need to be like hidden, like this. Uh, put it this way: I could think of a better way to hide hide data. You know what I mean? I really could. I could think of a dozen better ways to hide data. So, how did this guy who worked for the CIA, who worked with all those tools, not know how to hide his data? You know. I mean, what do you think? Oh, so you think this is this is uh. I think this is some kooky conspiracy shit. I think this is. Yeah. I think this guy's getting uh, screwed for for narking. It's too convenient. Could be. Try and think about it. If you wanted to give somebody a fucking whammy for life, child porn is the way to go. You will ruin a person for that. They'll never come back from that. There's no way to like. You have to leave the country. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, just think about this guy's skill set. I mean, Michael, if you had to hide child, if you were going to hide child pornography in your house, if you, if I, if the, if the requirements were, you must hide this in your house, would you hide it on an encrypted flash drive and hide the flash drive somewhere? Like this guy, like I never knew that dogs could sniff out, sniff out electronics. This guy probably knew that. I mean, to get caught in such a way, I mean, do you, how do, what do you think? Well, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem, though. You want to, you probably want to have easy access to it, right? It's not like you just have it and you're like, oh, oh, I have it, you know? And you can just keep it in the safe at the, at the bank, and you know, I mean, it doesn't work that way, you know. You probably want to access, be able to access it on a regular basis. So. I guess. So, you know, what do you do? Bury it in the backyard? I mean, you know, I don't know what you do. I mean, child pornographers they have such, they have such bad. Uh, are the urges so strong? Probably. Yeah. And if it's encrypted, then how do they know it's child pornography? I don't know. It's a great question. Great question. I think it's bullshit. I still think it's bullshit. I feel like if I was the CIA guy who knew their tactics and stuff like that, I would just be like, it's not worth it. As much as I love little boys, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I don't know, man. It just fucking, I don't know. Stop. If that's the case, if this actually is the case, then good. I'm glad he got got. I mean, fucking the child pornographers is like some of the worst Mm -hmm. type of human beings. But I just don't think that's the case here. I think there's more to this. And I think we'll we'll probably never know because this guy's just going to be buried under the jail, but still. (laughs) True. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I had there. Um, did I have another one there? Oh yeah, FC. Oh, and just let's let's say his name just so we have it. Yeah, do you have it there? Joshua Adam Schulte. Yeah, Schulte. I don't know how you say it. I think it's Schulte. Schulte. Yeah. Joshua Adam Schulte. If you see a picture of me, Google him. He looks like such a chooch. <laughs> just like, you're like look at this poor idiot. He's gonna be. Des- they're gonna destroy him in jail. One of the first comments on this article is, "Can't help but think that's very convenient." Get him convicted on something else, puts him in jail, and they don't have to disclose anything regarding the security breach in court. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they, this guy says uh, the X-Files movie. That's true. They did that in uh, in the X-Files movie. Yeah. Same thing. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Well, what ifs? Yeah. I would say don't leak. Something like this, the thing, what he leaked? Mm, I don't know if it had to be leaked. I mean, if you got a leak, if you got a Snowden, then let it be something epic like Snowden's. Let it be the kind of thing where people say, where people say, are you a hero or are you a villain? But not something like this, because honestly, a year later, nobody cares what this guy leaked. You know, maybe some IT people care, but, you know, Regular Joe Schmo just doesn't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to make a movie about this guy and say he was a hero. They're just going to, he's going to disappear into the system and never be heard from again. Hmm. All right. Um, okay, so let's close all this stuff, all these dumb links, blah, blah, blah. blah. All right. Um, so, FC is cyber. So, don't ask me what this stands for. I still haven't figured it out. Uh,. <laughs> I googled it the other day. Yeah, did you find it? Yeah. It's uh Armed Forces Communications and Electronics Association. There you go. Thank God Michael knows the conference I went to. 
Um, so <laughs> I went to their actually it's like it's just like a like a, a professional association and they have a lot of different conferences. Uh, this particular one I went to was a cyber defensive cyber symposium. Uh, it was mostly a filleting festival for people in the army uh, for or sorry for, for contractors to try to filate government officials to get contracts. Mm. They all were showing something, but almost no one had anything cool. Uh, Dell was showing like, Hey, we had, we sell servers. And I was like, this is dumb, a dumb booth. Everyone knows Dell sells servers. You basically own the server infrastructure with HT is now HP is number two. So this is dumb. Uh, they had a augmented reality headset, but they had it just in demo mode with nothing special on it. Um, it was the meta two. It was pretty cool, but still was like not impressed. Uh, they had, what else do they have there? Um, if you've, you've heard of, uh, you know what log sys, syslog is, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, have you heard of, uh, Kibana or Elk, mm-hmm. uh, Elasticsearch? No. Okay. So just imagine you took your syslog and you, you made something, you know what Splunk is though, right? No. Okay. So Splunk like helps you aggregate logs. Like you put a, you can put a bunch of log data in it from all kinds of things. And then it helps you make determinations based on information, basically. I mean, that's very basic. It does a lot more than that, but that's a very high level view of what it is from what I understand. Um, but it's not very easy to manage or look at the data and it's very expensive. So a lot, what a lot of companies have been doing is they've been going to something called elk stack or Elasticsearch, which is a, it's a bunch of various things that also do the same thing Splunk does, mm. but it also uses something called the graph that you can add to it called the graph database that lets you have like your own web dashboard that shows you graphs and information and it aggregate it's like data analysis analysis of uh data analytics of log data so um it's cool but everybody does it now it's not special anymore um and that's what every single so every single participant was basically selling some rehash of elk stack because elk stack's open source Elk Stack, uh, the company who made Elk Stack was even there, and they were selling their own rehash of their open source software. So it was pretty uh, pretty uninteresting, actually. Um, they had a few talks. Um, they were all very high level, very basic. Uh, I went to the one on IDAM, which is uh, identity management, identity access management. Uh, super high level, crazily high level basically about dual factor authentication, multi multi factor authentication, biometrics and all kinds of stuff like that, but it was very, very high level, no detail, nothing new was discerned. Honestly, the conference overall was a letdown. I was pretty pretty uh let down by it. I thought it'd have something cool to take away or be shown something new, but they they didn't really didn't have anything. It was more like it's the kind of conference that you would go to if you were if you're a project not even a project manager really if you're like the CEO of a company or a business development person and you want to see what tools and resources you can resell or you want to meet up with government co- potential future government customers and show them what you can do, you know, that's what it was for basically. So a lot of product people trying to get in the hands of subcontractors. So subcontractors are using them government contracts or, so, or people trying to get into the hands of governments to use their product. 
mm-hmm. you know, and so on and so forth. So um, I did see a cool SCADA piece of SCADA hardware. Um, it's a hardware firewall that that basically does deep packet inspection on all the on all the commands that you're sending to the to the PLCs. Uh, I don't know what a PLC stands for, Michael. Basically, think about it like this. If you have an air conditioning unit and the air conditioning unit takes several commands on, off, turn up the heat, turn down the heat, turn up the cold, turn down the cold, uh, go into power save mode or reboot. So normal SCADA devices sit on their OT, their, their operational, their SCADA network. And then someone in the command center or someone over the web can send those commands, turn up the heat, turn down the heat, do this, do that. Well, what this does is you take all those commands that are allowed, you put them in the hardware firewall, the hardware firewall whitelists all those commands. And when a, when a command comes in, that's erroneous or something, it just dumps it, just drops it. So you can't do whatever. Let's say you take a legitimate command, like turn or like reboot or go into demo mode or something. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you back, you, you put a buffer overflow in the back of the command or something like that inside the packet. Well, if you send that to this, the, the, the firewall will catch the packet and it will, it, it reads, it does deep packet inspection, all the packets. So it looks to the packet and does sanity checks on those packets to, and looks for things like buffer overflows and things like that. So the data can't go through. Um, and it drops bad commands. It's pretty cool. Honestly, that was the coolest thing I saw and you will see. Um, what comes of that relate if if we can make a relationship with that company, my company can, but I mm. thought it was pretty cool. My boss saw it. I got him to look at it. He thought it was pretty cool. So um, I'm trying to think the company is called ultra electronics. Um, yeah. Ultra electronics, but it was pretty cool. So that was, a, that was the nicest thing out of like three or 400 exhibitors exhibits. That was the best one. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got for that. All right. What do you got? Nice. All right. So, uh, James and I were talking about this earlier this week. I showed it to him. There was a thing going around on Facebook that was asking people for their PII. And I actually, I almost fell for it myself because I'm a moron. But. Um, so the post was, uh, related to the Royal wedding and had a picture of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And it said, in honor of the Royal wedding, use your Royal wedding guest name this week. Start with either Lordy or sorry, Lord or lady Lordy. Your first name is one of your grandparents' names. Your surname is the name of your first pet. Then you put of followed by the name of the street you grew up on. So it's like, just for fun, let's do this. Post below. So the reason, I mean, it sounds innocent enough, but it's uh, all those things are security questions that can be asked to recover your password on a lot of different websites and things. So hopefully people are just uh, putting nonsense in there, but I doubt it. Well, yeah, and I think I think that you know I, I was thinking this the other day I, when when we first talked about this I was like, well maybe people would just say you know their grandmother's name because most things ask you for your grandfather's name, 
But I think if you've spent, you know, five years answering that question as a security question, the first name that pops in your head is going to be your grandfather's name. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to pull information that you're using your security questions because it's just regular information sitting in your brain ready to be used on another form or another security question. So I think this is a great little ploy and I think it works well. And I think a lot of people have been caught slipping by it, you know, so. Yep. So I put a link in the show notes, uh, just says Royal Wedding. So anyone wants to check it out, take a look. I saw one of my friends posted and shared the post on Facebook. So I know it's, uh, I know it's out there. Um, but yeah, just be careful that kind of stuff. Uh, that's all I have on that. Okay. So this is you, Michael. What do we got here? <laughs> so <clears throat> this is an article about a movie that was screened at Con. And it says the movie is so violent, a hundred people walked out. Jesus. The movie the movie's called The House That Jack Built. Oh, Jesus. Jack says, built the house out of people. Two and a half hours of self-reflexive torture porn. Ugh. <laughs> it's by Lars von Trier. I've heard that name before, but I don't really know who that is. The only other movie that I even recognize that he did that I have not seen, I haven't seen any of them, is uh, he did the Nymphomaniac movie, which has Shia LaBeouf in it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so this movie is about a psychopath who carries out five random acts of violence, basically. Uh, Uma Thurman's in it. So, yeah, a lot of people walked out, some angry tweets, but, uh, one, one person tweeted, they said, so many walkouts during the House of Jack built, but geez Louise, the people that stayed launched into massive applause at the end. He says, I smoked my first ever cigarette after, LOL. (laughs) This is making it sound like the movie's quite the ordeal, you know? So it was actually good. Yeah, I I put a link to the trailer there. I found the trailer on YouTube. Um, it doesn't look bad, honestly. It does look like it has the potential to be quite violent. Um, so I'm sure it's not for everyone. But uh... is he Jack the Ripper? No, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's not set in like 1850 England or anything. So yeah, it just looks it looks insane. Um, I definitely want to see it, just because of now there's this huge controversy and they're like it's so violent. I'm like, all right, we'll check it out. I'll be the judge of what's what, you know. Hmm. But you know me, just like uh, two girls one cup, you know this kind of thing is like, eh. Huh. Okay. You have to let me know how that is if you if you can find it. I've been kind of desensitized, you know. So, like, I bet a lot of us have. So. Yeah, right. So, yeah, the next thing in here is also mine, and it's just uh, a note from the people who write the Expanse. 
apparently season three is the last season that will air on the sci-fi channel sci-fi has decided not to renew so they're not saying this is the end of the show they're just saying oh, we need to find somewhere else you know someone else to air it for us you know i guess they gotta pay them you know sci-fi is a bad place Sci- the sci-fi channel is a bad place for anything good because it's hard to get a lot of people just won't watch it. They're stigmatized against it, I think. And I think a show like this would be better suited on Netflix or something. You know, as much as I didn't wasn't a huge fan of the book, the parts of the show that I've seen I liked and I've been it's on my must watch kind of list. It's a but great show. The sci fi channel I don't think is a good place for stuff like this because it's this is too quality. Sci fi channel is a place to go see B movie trash and you know But you know what they did fandom. have that was that was money. Battlestar. Oh, yeah, but Battlestar was like a standout. Mm-hmm. Most, I mean, so is this. These are things that both kind of like stand far and away from the normal sci-fi channel fare, I think. Um, and they'll find somewhere else to go. Someone will pick them up. Hulu or somebody like that will pick them up. I hope they can keep the same cast. Oh, definitely, yeah. Alright, All right, James, so I put this one in because <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, huh, yeah. Did you hear about this? It's only a matter of time. I did not hear about it. What's this about? So, Steam, the online service where you can buy video games. Uh, so, they're apparently cracking down on a particular genre called visual novels. So visual novels are usually anime or hentai uh, kind of based. Uh, they're, they're like little movies almost, but uh, you know they're they're animated and they're may they might be interactive, right? Like kind of you know click this, click that. Um, apparently, though, a lot of them are adult themed and either have scantily clad or just plain nude characters and so they're going to apparently Valve who runs Steam is going to start they said you have to remove the adult content from your game otherwise we're going to take your game off the thing off of Steam so Whatever, man. They're violating the First Amendment. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, so there's a, so there's a, a bunch of these games that are just like over the top, honestly. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And they're like they've they they basically stolen a lot of characters from a lot of other things, or use very similar characters, and they are on there and they're near pornographic. You know, there's there's one camping one where you basically ask the girls questions over time and they take off their clothes and they, I don't know how far it goes, but it's hard to see from playing, from being on steam, how far they go. I've never bought one, but I can imagine if they've get all these reviews and stuff, they go pretty far. Um, one that's on steam right now. It's not a visual novel. It's a VR game that I own. We've talked about on this show. Um, uh-huh. uh, I forgot what it's called now. Uh, it's the one where you're tutoring a girl, but dude, the the ad on Steam does not imply that there's any nude or adult content. But that game's fucking victory condition is fucking, you know, or a nasty blowjob. So it's definitely 
I don't know, maybe they've blurred it out or something on the US release, but in the Japanese release, which is what I have, it's hardcore fucking, you know? So, mm. in several different ways. <laughs> so, I can't imagine that Steam is that far off from that. So, there's a lot of that on Steam that you just don't know it's there because if you don't, if you're not, if you're not into these games, you know, you just don't know they're there. So, I mean, I, am I for or against it? Honestly, I think a place where little kids can buy games should be a place where little kids can buy games. Like, I, there, there should be another place for this. Like, like there should be a, a place, a quality app where I can go buy a, adult content. Or not necessarily adult content, but this kind of, like, a game like this, you know? And there isn't a place like that right now. There's no place where you could go except for Steam. Steam's where everybody is. But if someone made something that people could just go download that was that would say, oh, yeah, you're an adult, you know, that'd be good. A Steam-like copy, something like Steam that did this, that lets you download these type of games. I'm not saying these games are bad or should go away. I'm just saying they shouldn't be in a place where uh, some kid could get a hold of them and... You don't know. Like if you just if you see this, you would not know it's a pornographic game or a game that is highly sexualized, you know? Right. Except for a few scantily clad women. I'm on mm. Loopysoft's page, by the way, and it's pretty clear. <laughs> oh my god. This this chick has a massive dick. It's huge. <laughs> it is huge. My goodness. They're very clear. Yeah, Mutiny 2. So, just to give you an idea, this is the game they're talking about. This is the game they're talking about. I'm going to send you the link to this, Michael. Actually, I'm going to put it in the show notes here. I'm going to put it in I'm going to put it in my show notes. Yeah. I want you to see and tell me what this is the game that is in that page. This is the game. This is the I want you to see the imagery here. So that's Loopysoft's website. Click on that link, and then on the when you get to the page, the picture, the picture uh, gallery slider thing. Go to the second gallery clip, and you'll see a woman sitting at a table with fish sliced up. She looks like a female pirate with fish ears. Mm-hmm. This is the game that they're talking about has adult material. Look at that character. Mm-hmm. Look at her crotch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see that, right? Mm-hmm. Now she's fully clothed for anybody who's listening to this. It's in the show notes. But there she has a huge cock under there. <laughs> this is the this is the fucking game they're talking about. Like what would you think if you saw this? Well, <clears throat> right. Um, so one of the games they mentioned specifically in the in this article is Kindred Spirits. And it's made by a company. Well, it's not really made by them, but there's a game. There's a company called Manga Gamer. Yeah. There's a company that localizes and publishes several Japanese visual novels. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they received an email from Valve about their game Kindred Spirits, but they said, "Fortunately, we already have our own storefront, since we also publish games with explicit adult content that's not suitable for Steam." So regardless of what games get taken down, we'll at least have a place to continue selling them. There's more than we can say for some of the indie English developers of visual novels. Hmm. So they already, like that particular company already has their own, you know, you can buy the games, I guess, directly from them. But not everyone is so fortunate. Oh yeah, I'm on their site now, Mega Gamers page. It has a bunch of all kinds of things. 
Oh, yeah, I see. Very interesting. Bookmark. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, know, the, you know what the problem is? Hey, I, I, I wish this, this site, it looks like the kind of, it looks like it was modeled off a Japanese website. Um, the way it looks, it just reminds me of those Japanese websites where you buy Japanese games. It's too busy. It's too busy, man. Clean it up. Like that's why Steam is good. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Just, just too much. The way they have it all laid out, it's just, it's too much, man. <laughs> yes, I, I concur. It is definitely too much. So I wonder if there is a Steam, but for like adult games. I don't think there is. Uh, if there is, I've never heard of it. Oh, here's a game that's free. You can just download. Oh no, it's fourteen dollars. You can download it. That's called The Lust of Apartment Wives. Jesus Christ! Tight, tight. It looks very. Oh God! It looks extremely <laughs> of sketchy quality. <laughs> really? All right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't look great. <laughs> It just it doesn't look great. I never understood the the. I never understood visual novels. Honestly, I never understood what people got out of them. I've not a fan of them. I've played a few, and I just end up rushing through them and being very frustrated. You know, because I'm like, I just want the payoff. Like, let's just get to let's just get to like whatever the next level is or whatever. Like, I it just I I, I don't get it. Like the whole I need to win this girl's heart. Like I don't. I, I don't care about that stuff. You know, to me, it's a it's a bad relationship trainer is a better way to call it, because you try any of this shit on regular women. They're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I feel like he's just teaching bad habits to young men who sit, spend too much time in front of computers. Yeah, yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Just harmless entertainment, James. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we're just slicing people's heads off and we relax. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's right. zombies. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've got something quickly to add to this here. So I've been told, I've heard that they've made a special, one of the people who worked on, I want to say one of the, not the directors, a producer, someone involved with, with uh solo says that, uh, Lando Calrissian, Calrissian is pansexual. Sexual. Okay. Remind me again what that means. Uh, I think that it means he's down for whatever, with whoever. Come on, man. Ahead, Not limited you... in sexual choice, with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Part of me, part so of so someone who's bi. All right, cool. In a world in the Star Wars world, it means more than that. But yeah, so and and I think that's the important distinction. Honestly, I don't know why they would like make this distinction at all. Like Captain Kirk has fucked alien women, and by that's by that by this meaning he's but only pansexual. alien, but only alien women. Yeah, but but this but that would make him pansexual because what's an alien? You classify, don't classify him as a woman. Just say an alien, the female of their species, but that's not human, you know. So well, we can't our same our same rules of what a woman is and their rules of what a woman is are two different things probably. 
But so yeah, so Kirk is also pansexual, you know. But they, I feel like I feel like they probably shouldn't have even started this because it's going to turn. It took a situation that didn't have to be a thing and turned into a thing. Like people will be very upset. They're like pansexual people don't know what it means. Oh, he's another fruity gendered person. Blah blah. blah. It's going to be a whole thing. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I just heard that before the show, and I meant I meant to post something about it, but I'll I'll find a find an article and put it in here. But yeah, so we'll see what happens with that over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully nothing will happen. We'll see. Yep. The second thing on Google, Lando Pansexual. The Daily Beast says, make Star Wars gay, you cowards. <laughs> oh, and there's going to be a Lando movie, which I'm so excited about because he looks like he's going to be a great Lando. Oh, what's his name? Yeah. So the Verge says Lando Calrissian's newfound pansexuality is bullshit. <laughs> so I guess they're just saying they're pissed because he's not full on gay. Uh, which I'm glad they don't focus on it at all. Like when you go out of the way and focus on those details, it just seems like you're trying to you're just trying to get acceptance just to get acceptance. You know, like, like, what's the reasoning behind it? That's what I, that's what I think when I see that. I'm like, what, like, why are you, why are you doing this? Like, what's your, what's the purpose? So, what's the motivation? Anyway, I'll put a link to this in the show notes if anyone's interested. Hmm. Michael, we can continue. Okay, well, the next thing is also yours. So, something about Black Ops 4. Oh, is that the end is nigh? I thought, oh no, that, that was, okay, yeah. Uh, so this is just the Black Ops 4 trailer was released. Um, it apparently is focusing on more team play by basically giving... So it's going to... The game should focus in on... Uh, it should focus more on, like, uh, Overwatch-style play, where characters have very specific... Oh, this guy is a Genji. This guy is a Mercy. Like this one is medical. This one's a tank. You know, it should focus on characters like that. Hmm. Um, that's what it seems like from what from everything here. And then they also have blackout mode and the zombie mode. The zombie mode is what we already know, but it's a completely different storyline than the other ones, which is what they've done in the past. But they seem to go more down the rabbit hole with this. They have four separate store zombie gameplay modes, and there's a whole backstory and lore and stuff now. Um, and then blackout mode, which is what I'm a little excited about, depending on how it's executed. It is their, uh, battle Royale mode. And of course, everybody and their mom is going to have a battle Royale mode this year. E3 is coming up soon. We're going to see more and more, I'm sure, but it's their battle Royale mode. The cool thing about this battle Royale mode is it will allow you to use all of the kinds of stuff they have in black ops or any Call of Duty games like AC-130s and all kinds of shit like that. It'll have a big-ass map, which is awesome. And it will they're bringing back all the characters you've used in previous Black Ops or Call of Duty games. So that's kind of, that's kind of exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, you know, Ghost and Roach and uh, uh, Captain... 
handlebar mustache from uh, Black Ops 2. Uh, I can't think of his name to save my life now, but yeah. So all those characters are going to be coming back. You'll be able to use them in the game in the gameplay mode and stuff like that. All of the crazy like the RC cars and drones and all that kind of stuff. You'll have access to all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. It's October 10th. We got some time. So we'll see how this all shakes out. If it's playable or not. You know, they've got their closed beta. If you be pre buy the game, you can get into the closed beta right now. Um, click on the link in the description and or in the show notes, and it's got the the videos there. You can watch them and take a look. But otherwise, it looks just like every other Call of Duty game. Besides Blackout mode, you know, people are gonna say they've they've built it for team play, but it's gonna be like any unless you have a team of people specifically who are taking on roles and they're gonna play the game, you're gonna end up in a fucking with all the usual Black Ops fanboys who are all lone wolfers playing this game that's meant for team play, and it's gonna be a disaster. Like all Call of Duty, it's gonna be it's a turn what Call of Duty already is. It's a bunch of people running as no one's. Everyone's running as a as a as a assault class, or as like a Genji class, which is from Overwatch, and nobody is going to be anything else, and it's gonna be a big waste of time. So hmm. we'll see what happens with that. All right. That's cool. Well, you found out Lando thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm still looking at Steam here. We're talking about games. I'm just seeing what they have on sale this week. No, no problem. There's a humble bundle, humble bundle sale for VR too. This really? Week, if anyone's interested, yeah. And Michael, and there's going to be a there's a, a DLC which I got to pick up for the game. It's coming out in the 22nd, I think, or the something of June. It's DLC for the game you gave me, which I have not played yet. Uh, Bridge Commander, Bridge Crew. Oh, Which the Star, is like the Star Trek game? Yeah, it's gonna give you next generation and two really? new game loads. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, and it has a it what? has a yeah it has a um there's a special thing you can do and a Android now, now, custom. Now I need to buy a seven hundred dollar headset. Yeah, I know. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's got an Android game customizer also. So Android character customizer, so you can make your own like data type char- character. Hmm. Um, but did, did I show you stage stage four, stage eight? Stage four, stage eight. Um, hold on, let me look it up here. Stage. Uh, I think it's called stage eight. Um, I think this is it. So there's a game, stage nine, here we go. So this is a game, it's not a game, it's a simulator, basically. It's made by this British guy, and honestly, it's probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They basically built, they're building parts of an entire enterprise in VR and you can play it with your computer or you can play it in VR and you can walk around and see things up close and they've gotten all this crazy detail. I'll put a link here to their YouTube page and where you can take a look at it. And I think their most recent video is like a status video from stage nine version 0.0.10 release video. 
which has got like crazy walkthroughs and stuff, and you can put you can put in NPCs and there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do. Hmm. So I'll put that in here so you can take a look at it. I know you and Evan will like this. I thought I showed it to you guys, but I probably didn't. I'll put it down here in my thing this is next to mutiny. All right, Michael. I'm sorry. Let's. What, what what do we got here in Yum Theory? Yum Yum, yum Update. <laughs> oh, uh, before we move on, one last thing I wanted to mention. I just randomly I saw a a VR game called Lightsaber. The Lightsaber Beat or something. Saber Beat. Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Yeah, everyone's in love with that game right now. I really? don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Everybody. It's it. That game sold fifty thousand copies. In like the first like I don't know month of it being out, which for a VR game is huge, and people are loving it like crazy. It's only it's not even in full release yet, I don't think, and people are absolutely in love with the game. And all you do is stand there with a saber and you like, choo, choo, choo. you you're hitting these boxes. People love this game. It's crazy, man. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but I might try it at some point. But I, I uh, I'm being cheap right now, but yeah. How much is it? I don't know. 30 bucks, something like that. 30 bucks? Yeah, I'll buy it at some point. But I, I'm not, it's not one of my, I'm not really interested in it. I'm sure when I play it, I'll be like, this is great. But right now, I'm not interested in it. But you've seen, that's what you're talking, right? Right? Where you hit the red and you hit the red and blue boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's the game. That's Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Yeah. Early access game. 20 bucks. There you go. 20 bucks. Not bad. <clears throat> I'm going to spend my 20 bucks on several visual novels, though. Oh, my. <laughs> going to download them all before they're gone. That's right. Oh, yeah, this looks crazy. This game looks nuts. <laughs> That's kind of cool, but all right. All right, anywho. So, yes, the Yum Update. So, I uh, got this article here. I don't remember if... Someone sent it to me, or if I just came across this on, you know, FARC slash Facebook, or what. But, um, basically, it's another article that talks about why why we need to fast. Another article extolling the benefits of fasting. And in this one, it says, uh, for hundreds of thousands of years, our hunter-gatherer ancestors ate food only intermittently. So they'd kill a big animal, eat eat like kings for a couple days. But then they might go a day or two without eating anything. So they've done uh, some studies at Johns Hopkins. And a neuroscientist did some studies. And he says that uh, fasting boosts brains boosts brain function and wards off Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and it makes us live longer by speeding up the regeneration of our cells. So they also go on to say it's been known for a long time that one way to extend the lifespan of lab animals is simply to reduce their calorie intake. Really? Mm -hmm. There's got to be some science behind this though. I mean, they said we're looking at the effects of energy restriction on the brain. 
in the context of age-related neurodegenerative disorders and found we could slow down Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Fasting improves brain function by challenging it. Your brain responds to the challenge of not having food by activating pathways that help it cope with stress and resist disease. It says intermittent fasting promotes neuron growth, strengthens synapses, and increases production of new nerve cells. Uh, fasting also increases the number of mitochondria in nerve cells, which improves cognition, memory, and mood, and increases the ability of nerve cells to repair DNA. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, there's more in here, but uh, that's that's kind of the highlights. So, okay, definitely worth a read. Uh, I know we've talked about fasting here on the show several times. Evan went on a fast for I think it was I think he told me it was 16 days, and I tried unsuccessfully to st- to fast at one point. Um, but I may I may return to that. You know, just to just to see what the deal is. You know, you you won't die. So, well, um, I'm waiting to hear what you have to ha- hear about your success. I know you were playing with the idea mm-hmm. and restocking on your supplements and supplies. So, I would love to hear more about. Did that. Did you ever get your supplements? Not at all. I mean, I got supplements, but not, never with the intent to fast. Just to look at them, or you? No, I mean, I, I've been taking my supplements. Oh, okay. I need to I need to re up as a matter of fact on uh, my vitamin I'm 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 out of my burpless vitamin E or fish oil and now I'm on my other my regular one so yeah I need mm. to get back I need to get some more of those and I need to get some more uh, magnesium but yeah I'm I am taking supplements oh okay good 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 yeah I I'm I kind of fell off myself so I need to get back on the uh, the supplement wagon here. So, okay. Oh, that's all I had for for that. Uh, I guess I'll go to the extra section here. Yeah, what do I got down. in here? Um, <laughs> I just thought this is hilarious. I sent this to my mom. The world's oldest woman says she's lived. She's never lived a happy day in 128 years. Oh, jeez. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> She's lived for 128 years and every single day has been miserable. <laughs> so <clears throat> she claimed, and now this is supposedly unofficial because they thought the oldest person was 122. She's supposedly 128. Birthday June 1, 1889. Um,. She lives in a village in Chechnya. She says, I have not had a single happy day in my life. I've always worked hard digging in the garden. I am tired. Long life is not at all God's gift for me, but a punishment. Looking back at my unhappy life, I wish I had died when I was young. And now I am not living. I am just dragging through. Oh, jeez. Uh, she lost all of her children with her last surviving daughter, 
dying five years ago at the age of 104. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, she outlived all her children. That's got to suck. Mm-hmm. She says she has no secret to living long, but admitted she loved fermented milk and didn't eat meat or soups, which okay. may have helped. Whatever. Okay? Whatever. It was God's will, she said. I did nothing to make it happen. I think whenever they ask these people, like they ask some Japanese guys, like, oh, I eat yogurt all the time. He's like, come on, man. It's mm-hmm. the yogurt. The yogurt's keeping me young. Mm-hmm. You know? Clean living. <laughs> yeah. You know, they ask your mom, coffee, soda, cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cake, lots of cake. Yeah, lots great. of cake. Lots of short, mini shortbread cookies and sand and sandies, almond sandies. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. This poor lady. 1889. My God. Yep. I don't know, James. The world's oldest lady. Now, supposedly, uh, the current oldest person in the world is a 117-year-old from Japan. Uh, the oldest document person, the oldest documented person ever, is someone Jean Calment from France, who lived 122 years, 164 days. Well, she's got to be. This lady's older than all of them, right? But they're like, for some reason, they're not considering it official. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure why exactly, but. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. So yeah, I just thought that was funny. She's like, Mm-mm. "I don't like it." <laughs> uh, next up, this is just kind of stupid, but you know, you know, we we like cars, right, James? Mm-hmm. Car guys. And uh, this is a list of cars that people didn't want. So, for instance, the Pontiac Aztec. You know, you guys know what that is. Uh, Heisenberg drove one in Breaking Bad, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, another another uh, one in here, the Toyota Echo. The Cadillac Katera. Oh, I still remember that car and being like, why? The Ford Flex. Apparently, it's not a big seller, although they still sell it to this day. Um, it's kind of a boxy-looking, almost like a, almost like a Ford Explorer, but not. <clears throat> um, they said it's practically. Uh, it says, except Californians who make up a disproportionate slice of owners, so they sell it mostly in California for some reason. They say Ford is going to discontinue it in 2020. Uh, this one kind of surprised me. The Smart 4-2. So we know someone who owns one of these. Yeah. Uh, it says just 3,000 of these cars were sold in 2017. A huge decline from first year sales of 28,000 in 2008. Uh, CNET calls the new model, which is electric. A very small car with a disproportionately large price tag. Oh, yeah. It says 
It also said Daimler also axed the car's gas-powered version this year. So I think so our friend has the first year one. Well, he had the, he has a 2006, I think. Yeah, his is the... This is not from America. No, his is, yeah, his is like an import from Nova Scotia or something like that. And and, and that was the, one of the, an import from, it was made by Daimler. Right. His is, his is, his is the Mercedes version and he got it from, uh, he got it from Canada. Or right. Shipped here from there or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is obviously a gas version. Jesus, Lincoln oh. Blackwood. Who goes to Lincoln for a fucking pickup? Exactly. That's why no one... No one bought it. Pontiac G3. That's horrible. Subaru Baja. That was the worst. Yeah. We, that we talked about worst. that before. Yeah. It was the worst. <laughs> Chevrolet SSR. Another one. The worst. Ugh. That thing was so expensive. It was so expensive. Was it? Yeah, man. That People were saying... I remember watching um, Cars, Car Trends or whatever. You know, they do their, like, mm-hmm. their review or whatever. I remember watching their review of this, and they were like, it's just too expensive for not enough car. It doesn't do hmm. any job good, and it's just too expensive. Chrysler Executive Limousine. Saab 97X. Cadillac Alante. If you want a Cadillac, but you can't afford a Cadillac, there's the Alante. I used to like the Alante. Because it's such a weird car. It's like a little Cadillac convertible. Wow, the Dodge Viper's done. That's I crazy. never I never knew it was it was back. <laughs> I thought this was the kind of car you kind of they ha- they make like five hundred a year and they're like Okay, if you want one, we have them. You know, I didn't know it was like a production model. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a car they should keep making. Yeah, the Dodge has never sold more than a thousand Vipers a year since two thousand eight. Frequently only selling half that. Jeez. See, I think they should just make them. They should just make them like. They should just make like five hundred of them, have them be handmade by like an exclusive team. Make them cost like a hundred thousand dollars. Make them very high quality. Maybe maybe no one wants to pay that much for a Dodge. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe so. That could be possible. I mean, I think they're they're cool, but I do too. I don't think it should go away. I mean, what it's, do I know? It's 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 an American supercar, which is rare. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of like some crazy something crazy, like some like a McLaren or something. You know, something insane. Although McLaren is not. That's a British supercar, I believe. Uh yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's British. Um, the De- Nissan Cube. I like the Nissan Cube. I did too, but it's no surprise that it's going away. It's too bad. Yeah. There's one I I don't know that I've ever seen one of these in public. Maybe once. Volkswagen Phaeton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. Suzuki X90. It's mm, a weird little car. <laughs> See, this I've is a convertible, those. Michael. This is a convertible. I've seen those. Yeah. And look at the Honda. Look at this. The CRZ is done. I didn't know. I didn't realize they weren't selling these. The Honda CRZ. Yeah. That's too bad. It says critics say the CRZ was boring to drive. Mm. And not as much as a fuel sipper as the formidable Toyota Prius. Sales peaked at just over 11,000 in 2011. 
See, they should have stopped making. The next they year, they barely cracked four thousand. They they should have made they should have made CR they should have made the CRZ a love to drive like the CRX. The CRX mm-hmm. is a fun go kart. Instead of trying to compete with some fuel sipper, try to compete with fucking awesome. Let them compete with being awesome. Like I, I think they just don't understand their audience. Like when people said the CRX was coming back and it was going to be the CRZ, I was personally excited. I was like excited to see mm-hmm. what people would do with it. You know, me too. That's too bad. This is a great article, man. Good pull, Michael. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple of these, not too surprising. You you saw this limousine on here? This Chrysler Executive Limousine? That's just hilarious. Because it's based on a K car. Oh, jeez. Is it? <laughs> it has a 93 horsepower four-cylinder engine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. It says sales were about fifteen hundred for its entire four year run. That's hilarious. Like, yeah, we really we want this underpowered piece of crap as our limousine. Like, come on, man. That's funny. Uh, That's all I got for extras. What about you, you got anything for us? Um, yeah. So, uh, no, uh, nothing new. Uh, Mutiny, that game photo from Loopysoft. Anyone can take a look and see what Mutiny is. This is the game that they were saying there's no adult content. If you look at the game, if you like, actually go look at the screenshots of the game and not just go beyond that first screen, but like actually look at the game, their screenshots are full on like fucking. So this is not a game that should be on Steam at all. Mutiny, Mutiny Two, whatever they're calling it. Mm. Um, stage Nine. This is the fan-made project, and I think it's free to go download on your computer and play around with. Um, so definitely, if you're a Star Trek fan, go pick it up. It lets you walk through the Enterprise, through several parts of the Enterprise. Um, go to the YouTube link and look at the information in the description, and he should have links to the to the site and Patreon and everything else if you want to support them. So this is not the thing you were t- talking to me about. This isn't the no. This isn't the uh, add-on for crew, crew, whatever. Bridge, bridge crew. Yeah, this is actually this like this is something else. Yeah, this is like a fan-made. This is like a, I just want to walk around the Enterprise and and fl- and push and fly it around and push the buttons and stuff like that, and all that kind of thing. That's what this is. Um, I see. It's a, it's an open sandbox, like a Star Trek sandbox, basically. Um. <laughs> I think they're adding more over time, but it's very narrow focus is like just walking around the ship and stuff, pushing buttons and watching crew walk around, things like that. Okay. Um, so that's all I've got, man. Um, anything to look forward to next week before we jump out? Uh, no. Um, next week is Memorial Day. Ooh. Any trips? Have to remember all our, uh, Service members. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is that Monday? Any, yeah, next next Monday. Next in Monday, a week. Yeah. In a week. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if uh, might be going on a little trip. I'm not sure. So I don't know if we'll be doing the show or maybe we'll record it a day early or something. Okay. But uh, we'll have to see. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Um, you know, as always, man, it's an absolute pleasure doing a show with you guys. And 
hopefully we'll, we we will hope for Evan's safe return from the from the annals of various women around the uh, Tennessee area, mm. the uh, Memphis area. Um, <laughs> I'm just starting a rumor. This is we that's I'm that's totally made up. I have no idea what Evan's doing, but he's taking care of business. So uh, we'll wish for his safe return. And uh, as always. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, if you want to find more information about the IO panel, check out the IOPanelPodcast.com. If it's your first time on the show, uh, you can help us out by supporting us on Patreon. Um, and the Patreon link is at the IO panel pot is, excuse me, patreon.com slash IO panel. Uh, is it IO panel slash creators or just IO panel? I have no idea. The link's on our main webpage. <laughs> yeah. It's I, on the web, main web, web page. It's, aisle panel slash creators but um it looks like you can get to it if you just go to slash aisle panel yeah you if you go to just patreon.com slash aisle panel you'll go to our page so uh you can support us there also if you use amazon frequently you can go onto our amazon uh you can get the link from our website and amazon affiliate link please uh go ahead and purchase things through us through the amazon affiliate link you still get all your deals and everything but we get a little slice evan evan has trolled us I just clicked on the Amazon affiliate link, and I got an interesting surprise. So I won't I won't spoil it for anyone else who clicks on the link. But uh... <laughs> yes, he did troll us. Please do yourself a favor and go click on the link. That's um, funny. That is funny. funny. Um, ah. You can still buy things there, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, so click on that link, have a laugh, and then go buy some things. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel, which should sooner or later be filling up with stuff. Uh, obviously, like us on Facebook, Isle Panel Podcast, um, Instagram, at Isle Panel Podcast. Michael is the Instagram king over there, and he's taking care of us, getting a lot of cool information up and fun pictures and hilarious stuff. So check that out. Twitter, at Isle Panel Podcast. Uh, we have a Mixcloud playlist, which I don't use and I've never listened to. <laughs> um, Google Play is where I listen to my podcast, and you can find us there as well. And, of course, on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, Google Play, and you listen to us there, go leave a star or a like or something like that. It helps us find more, helps more people find our show, and we really appreciate that. As always, thanks a lot for coming out, and we will see you guys next time.